it's very hip to be on the internet right now. What, what do you is say that out anyway? It will replace the yellow pages as we know it today. With the A and then the ring around it? At Katie said she thought it was about. You want to start with something that's going to be memorable. Welcome back to the Market Like Emma podcast. It's officially a month into 2020, which means it's time to go beyond getting 2020 ready and start thinking about how to take your marketing from good to great. Today, we're talking with Jessica Stevenson, deck building master and project manager at EMM, about how companies can enrich their pitch decks. Jessica, how are you? Good morning. How are you, Jesse? Wonderful. Refreshed Hi. from a nice trip to uh, Whistler, skiing in the snow. and you There's know. nothing like a Whistler experience. Yeah. Love ready it. to start off February. So, got it's some... a good way to kick it off. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you just wrote this awesome blog about um, how companies can enrich their pitch decks, optimize them, make the most out of them. Um, and often that we'll talk about means, you know, slimming down and making sure it's easy to grasp and has uh, memorable design. Uh, but you found a lot of interesting statistics go along with that. And one of them that stood out to me was that we have just four minutes to grab our audience's attention to impress them with a pitch deck. So all those 50 slide pitch decks, you really should focus on those, you know, first four slides. So what does that tell you, uh, that statistic about, you know, how to optimize your pitch deck so that it captures their attention as quickly as possible? Mm -hmm. I know. I love that stat too, the four minutes. And really what that meant to me was taking a step back to your point and really assessing what is my end goal? Mm-hmm. What's my end goal with my pitch deck? Is it to educate a prospect on a particular solution or your business um, or possibly a new partnership that you're mm-hmm. pitching? So I think keeping the end goal in mind is probably first and foremost because from there it's going to help you sort of mastermind and figure out the flow of your deck. Mm-hmm. And the flow is really important because Oftentimes, even think about when you've attended either a meeting or a conference, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're there for a purpose as well as an attendee. So also being mindful of who's your audience. So if they're in it for a partnership or to learn about your solution, you want to also give them the information that they're seeking for without first going through 20 slides just about your company Mm -hmm. and what it is that you do. So there has to be a give and take balance a little bit with your pitch deck and geared towards your audience and who you're talking to. Um, But really, you know, where where we see the most success with our pitch deck um, is first and foremost an opening that will hold your attention. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that we're actually just coming off of the Super Bowl this last weekend. And we see a lot of phenomenal commercials that still are being talked about the next day or still being talked about a week later and that it's fresh in our brain and that it was so um, just mesmerizing and and just so fun that it held our attention and that we're able to remember it. And that's really what you want to come out with with your pitch deck. You want to start with something that's going to be memorable. So whether that's a quote, a statistic, 
Mm-hmm. Um, a sometimes photographs really speak volumes. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be overly complicated. Sometimes uh, less is more um, when mm-hmm. you're trying to make a big bold statement in the very beginning. But thinking through how do you want to grab your their attention, mm-hmm. and then once you have their attention, you definitely want again to have a message that resonates. So thinking about what's your end goal in mind, and thinking about your target audience. You don't want to be sharing messaging that doesn't apply to them or that has no interest mm-hmm. in, in what they're trying to learn at the end um, of your of your guys' meeting. Yeah, you raised a really good point about kind of um, customizing your deck to each individual client you meet, uh, whether it's their industry, their size of company, um, if you have case studies that apply more to them than other people, that will really help that resonate because people want to see themselves using your product. So mm-hmm. if they if you can show them someone else like them using their product, um, that'll go a long way towards that uh, memorability. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, to your point, that's where we also encourage um, our clients and when we're working on pitch decks, is that at the end of the day, we're also all about relationships. Mm -hmm. We want to see how other people are using the solution in real life. We don't just want it to be this dreamt up concept that is going to be really hard to bring to fruition, right? Mm -hmm. We want it to be something that is relatable. And the best way to do that is to build the relationship also in the pitch deck. Talk about how you have found success with your particular company, with your solution, um, with, you know, whatever it is that you're featuring um, for that client and have it be more personal. Have it, you know, if it's healthcare, talk about your your, um, products that are moving, uh, you know, moving things along within the healthcare industry and how they're helping particular doctors and nurses, you know, find success within within their roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the relationship building is is a big component of the pitch deck and making it relatable. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's easy to underestimate the fine line um, on a pitch deck between, you know, giving them all the information they need, but also um, letting the pitch deck kind of speak for itself. So when you're in the room, you really want their eyes to be on you and you're talking to them and you're building that relationship kind of in person. Um, so you don't want them to be reading tons of content on the pitch deck that you could be explaining to them verbally. But then you also have to consider, well, they might take this pitch deck after that meeting and circulate it around mm-hmm. um, to their different employees without any context. So mm-hmm. it has to be you know, really succinct, but then really tell your story um, mm-hmm. in full. That's tough to do. It is tough to do. And the purpose of your pitch deck is to initiate a conversation. You also talk about design, and design is actually, um, I love it. It's my wheelhouse. I, you know, live and breathe Mm -hmm. in the design world. Um, And simple is better. Not Mm -hmm. overly complicated text or photos. So looking at what you're trying to say and making sure that the elements that you're showing on your slides, whether it's photography um, or illustration, that they enhance your words and don't distract from what you're trying to say. And I think that kind of comes back to, you know, your first point, which is defining your goals. Obviously, your goal, if you're selling something, is going to be to sell that thing and to close the deal. But you kind of want to uh, chunk your goals into bite-sized bits. Um, you're really just starting a conversation. Right. So often, um, if you really don't have a relationship at all with this um, audience you're presenting to, 
it is that here is what who we are here's our company here's some things we can do and then like here's what we've done in your industry here's you know what we can do for you but it's not necessarily uh, pushing that final sale yet because you really just want to start that conversation. Exactly. And the opportunity to set up another conversation or mm-hmm. to bring other, you know, yeah. other people into the conversation, you know, there's potential for, you know, other meetings that might include your, um, you know, your, su- your subject matter experts mm-hmm. might be included in your next conversation to talk about the technical ins and outs of your solution and, and that's why I also love the appendix part of a deck, to be honest, mm-hmm. too, because sometimes you, you're you not sure, actually, who's going to be involved in that meeting. So you have your, you know, basic deck of your slides and your information, and then if you do need to make adjustments or talk about more of those finer details, that's where you can pull some of the information from the appendix deck and have mm-hmm. the opportunity to, to discuss, you know, what the person is most interested in and how you can help that company achieve what they're trying to achieve at the end of the day. Great. Uh, it's been great speaking with you today, yeah. Jess. Yeah, so, oh, it's been fun. I always love talking about pitch decks. They're <laughs> actually really, really fun. Everybody finds them, oh, I got to yeah. do another pitch deck, and <laughs> I actually love it, so. Yeah, um, and it's, it's, yeah. it is a fun thing. It, it's an exercise, like, every month or two or whenever you're trying to seek new business and kind of redefining your company. Every time you, you update your pitch deck, you know, your message just gets more and more refined. Mm-hmm. So it is a it is something that should be fluid and be practiced and should be given a lot of thought because it's one of your most important tools in business development. It is very much so. so thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. You can follow along with our advice and thoughts this year at our LinkedIn page at Extra Mile Marketing, as well as our LinkedIn group dedicated to helping those marketing in a channel, taking your partner channel from good to great. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next month.